great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Welcome back to another episode of Great Morning. I'm your host, Christian Mermer, Merms, Mermdog, whatever the fuck you want to call me. And to the bottom of my computer screen, we have our in-studio comedian, Topazkin Chubbsway Chuck. How you doing, sir? Yo, what's good, fam? What's going on? Real good. It's a good week. Chilling. Getting ready for my little trip. I'm going to Virginia. Yeah, you were t- talking about that this morning. So I, I wanted you to explain, you know, re- real quick, because, uh, you know, we, we've got a guest with us today. Um, but uh, I wanted you to explain uh, exactly what I was still getting a little confused about what you're doing out there for the Navy, of course. Yeah, man. So they doing like a like every school, you know, you got to learn your job. Right? You mm-hmm. got people that write the courses and the curriculum. And I'm like one of those people. So we want to go meet up and go over curriculum. I wanted so to stay what, at a Hyatt, man. They got me living on base. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what do you do though? Do you like approve of courses? Because won't there be some courses that you know you don't you don't even really know about because they're not part of your rate slash job? Yeah, yeah. So I only go over the stuff that I know about. And then what? You just like approve it or disapprove it, and then you're done. Yeah, and then make suggestions on uh, other stuff that they're doing, you know, and tell them that some of the stuff ain't gonna work, whatever that is. I mean, listen, I'm always down for, you know, the company, the boss, the the government, whoever it is to, you know, pay for your trip somewhere. Of course, you know, I'm not going to deny that uh, opportunity for you. But at the same time, I can't help but think, like, couldn't they just send that shit to you in an email and you could email them back? You really got to go all the way to Virginia for that? Nah, we got to do some uh, some on hands, hands on computer type shit. Uh... It's like. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be hands off. Uh, that sounds a little. All right, all right. <laughs> the good news is, is there's a there's a casino like thirty minutes away. So oh yeah, that. that's the great. Yeah, so you're like hell yeah, yeah let's go. Play some poker. There's a food festival going on um, this this weekend too. So yeah, I'll be down there for that. You'll be close by uh, everybody's friend Ashley. Where? Yeah, she's by the Norfolk <laughs> area. Oh shit! I'm gonna hit her up on IG. Yep, hit her up. She'll be yeah. uh, around. But I gotta keep her fingers away because she putting her fingers yes. in your burrito. I don't want no problem. No, you don't want those <laughs> fingers there. That's that's a very big no no. Big no no. Yeah. But anyway, Chuck, it yeah, is she... great to hear from you as always. Um, I did want to uh, talk about something real quick. This morning, uh, Stephanie let us know that she was Stephanie may or may not be here, guys. To just let the listeners know. Um, but she did let us know this morning. She said, great morning, gang. I'm driving to PA, so I may be a little late. Chuck said, the fuck's in PA? Question <laughs> mark. And then she said, Penn, PA, Pennsylvania. And then you said, yeah, what's in it? And she said, not sure. <laughs> so we don't. I, I, that was a great answer by her, by the way. But at the same time, I'm like, what, what is she going to PA for? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck you going for? That's that's some type shit that that now I'm like leftist insecure. I'm like, yo, I know. I wanted to come on. And your friend was like, just get here right now. And you're like, what's going on? Just get here. And they hung up. And you're like, fuck (laughs) it. You grab you grab that person. You just go. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, if Stephanie doesn't make it to this episode, hopefully in the next episode we can talk to her about that. But uh, if she does make it to this episode, we are definitely going to ask what the fuck she was talking about. I think what she means, I think she's joking around. I think, though, that she's got a family that she visits often there in uh, PA. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see from her soon. But anyway, yes, uh, you know, maybe we'll hear from Stephanie. But Chuck, it's always great to hear from you as, as always. But Chuck, I, I got to ask you, do you think it is time? Yeah, it's my fucking time. Yeah, I also think it's time that we introduce someone else that we have here in the podcast. And this is a first time guest, though, guys. All right. So please, you know, welcome this uh, wonderful gentleman here with us today. But let me go ahead and introduce him better than that. We've got with us a manager, an actor, a motivational speaker, an influencer, 
our dear friend, Elton Garner. How are you? I'm good this morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I know it's a very, very early morning by you. We were just discussing that before uh, we started recording uh, because you are in where are you exactly? What is the island called? Uh, uh, say, say that one more time. I, I, I want you to let the listeners know uh, exactly where you are right now, just so they can get an idea of the time frame. Well, aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Welcoming you from the island of Hawaii, where I stay on the island of Oahu. Oh, amazing. the main island where the capital uh, of Hawaii is, uh, it's Honolulu. It is you are living a good life, man. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, uh, we out here, bro. We out here. we're definitely doing a backyard episode today because uh you know two of the people on here of course uh outside i'm in studio of course but you know i saw them outside in the fresh air so i was thinking like shit i should go outside too but anyway you know uh the reason i talked about the time frame is because by you right now it's around like seven o'clock in the morning so i know it's uh very early you know you said it's not terribly early for you you get up around this time anyway but um you know that's (laughs) That's definitely an early time to be recording a podcast. But you, you know, as you explained to me before, you're you are used to in the past getting up super early, having oh, a yeah. camera in your face and getting asked oh, yeah. a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, uh, uh started off, you know, that, you know, kind of military type thing where you're very structured, you're always up at a certain time, you're always those are certain things I wanted to implement in my life afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. uh I didn't want to just lay in the bed and and uh and not get anything accomplished so you know you try to establish a routine in the morning time so that's what i try to do just keep a routine uh going on and it it just it just helps you know uh day to day uh uh, my day go right (laughs) because if i miss it (laughs) i don't know what may happen (laughs) when i grow up (laughs) yeah i woke up at five and i was upset (laughs) <laughs> can you miss, go back to sleep oh yeah i hate that waking up early and you're just like shit i can't even fall back to fuck asleep um but ellen i wanted to uh mention um because you know i mentioned uh you're a lot of things here um but one of those was of course you know actor manager so when did you officially get started doing that like at what point in your life did you start doing uh you know all that media stuff there because i know we've mentioned um well, maybe we didn't mention on this episode, but we did mention that uh, you are a veteran, of course. So was it around that same time when you first joined the Navy? Was it before? Was it after? Would you mind explaining that to the listeners? So so uh, at a very early age, um, when I was in elementary school, um, mm-hmm. they filmed a movie at my elementary school. Sometimes they come back by Stephen King. Oh, so okay. I was in three or four of the scenes. Oh, wow. And so just the cameras, the cameras and the lights and the. And, the you know, you see the actor go through and and he's, you know, the way he, you know, and what he did to use to put his mind in, in the the mind frame of a teacher. So he had them ring the bell every single time, like mm-hmm. when all the kids are in the class, like it, it was just it was just something to it that I always wanted to explore. So when I um, was a teenager, I used to sing in a musical group. Okay. We were called just us. Uh, just us. and, uh, and yeah, we were, we did a little bit. We, we did, you know, a couple of tools with, I hate to say, hate to say this, R. Kelly, uh, okay. uh, Gerald Levert, uh, <laughs> Hey man, don't, don't hate to say that. R. Kelly, yeah, that's, that's before you knew anything was going on. I just want to let everybody know he never touched us. Okay. okay there you go. He did. <laughs> There's no pee pee involved. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. Okay. So they should they they consented free arcade. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A free arcade. Bang bang. Well, don't say that too loud, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, no, uh, no, yeah. But, but, but free yeah, my dog. So, free so, my... yeah. Yeah. So the so the uh so we we had an opportunity to be in a movie with Martin Sheen and Isaac Hayes. Oh uh, wow! Where we actually got roles. It was a movie called Ninth Street, where yes. it was that was my first real role movie role that I played. Obviously. Due to the social and racial constructs of the United States of America, I played an Oklahoma shooter 
Yes, I saw. Um, I was looking at uh, before, uh, you know, actually uh, weeks ago when we uh, were originally planning to have you on, I, I was looking at your IMDb page and I saw that that was one of your first credits. And it said, you know, Ninth Street, 1999 directors were, you know, Tim uh, Radman, I believe, and Kevin Wilmot, who actually wrote Kevin it as well. Um, yep, yep. And I looked at your acting role in it and it said Oklahoma City Shooter. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep. all right. All no, right. I- <laughs> that's the road we, we we fell into you know what i mean and so um so it's just something i've, I've tried to stay active uh uh in i mean i've done some commercials was in some video shoots but i think a lot of my success and while i was in the navy so while in the navy obviously you can't get off um a lot to go do a lot of shooting and stuff like that being that i, I sang i was always interested in music too so, okay. um, I started working for a, uh, a, uh, company called right way management. Uh, it okay. was owned by a partner of mine that I kind of, you know, uh, knew when I was uh, younger, pulled me in to start running his management company because they were going to, uh, concentrate on film and TV. So that's how I got into management, um, at the time. So, um, it didn't really take a lot. For me to be able to manage because we have internet yes you know i can make contacts i can do a lot i mean you know have video conferences you know send out people's contracts uh performance contracts uh receive the money get the airplane tickets you know all of that other stuff that managers do right yes of course so that didn't really take a lot so we started to take off that way in which uh i was managing uh uh darius mcquarrie of uh, okay. the uh I, and that's what we was talking about, uh, Chuck uh, uh, from Star. Remember, I was doing all his yeah. promotion. He was on. He was on Star. Um, that's how I started. That's how I started watching. Yeah, bro. Uh, and then uh, he was on Star, and then I started managing. I, I managed like X Ray. I'm oh, sorry, uh, a guy uh, by the name of X Rated. Uh, okay. I don't know if anybody remembers Brother Lynch hung way back in the day. So X-rated was literally the first time someone was prosecuted for rap lyrics. So they took his rap lyrics out of his song and then uh, they sent him to prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, long, they, long, were, long, long they were just talking about that again, I think, in the news that they're yes, really they just trying came to back decide up. now. Yeah. Like, yeah they, it, it rap came back lyrics up. usable in court because it's. Yeah. It's the not... crazy part about it is, is he didn't even write the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. song. it's like, you know, you, you, you can get in trouble. It's weird because you got to look at it yeah. as a point of maybe maybe fiction, maybe based on real life things. But it's a form of art, yeah. which any writing is. And like, if you're going to do that, it's like you got to go one way or the other. Either rap lyrics are not usable in court at all. You yeah. can't use them. Yeah. It's a fucking song. But- or you use everything that anyone's wrote, because I can yeah. pick out a million books that I've read. I read a Stephen King book about where children that are like at the age of 12 and 13 have sex with each other. There's a sex scene in that book with children. It's called It, if you've never read it. Yes. Wait, really? Stephen King. That's, never, that's not in the Steve, movie, though. No, it's no. not in the movie. But I'm going to show that in the movie. It is in the book. It is in the book. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to prosecute anyone, you might as well be like, all right, if we're going to prosecute him, we're going to prosecute Stephen everyone. King for being a pedophile. It's like, you know, you might as well prosecute everyone who ever wrote anything bad. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I, just going all the way back to the beginning of American history. So, but, we, that, but you know, that's, the, <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, I've lost my chain of thought. What? No, that's fine. It's about, okay. Bro? I got, I got, I got many pinpoints for you. You were talking hey, about look, that's what happened with your old, bro. That's what happened with your old. <laughs> and it is very early in the morning. Stop the camera. Had to stop the camera and be like, <laughs> uh, we're going to take was I a saying? fucking pause. No, Chuck, uh, you know, I want to bring up uh, something, though, that Chuck uh, told me. Chuck, you said something um, about Elton to us before about uh, managing a new artist, right? You were talking about that, Chuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got a new artist. And he so I- I'm going to bring this up. Our name is Boss Coachella. Yes. Uh, she um, is originally from Hawaii. Okay. Uh, but uh, a partner of mine actually that I, uh, when I was here in Hawaii, that I used to work with as far as entertainment. So we used to do throw a lot of Pro Bowl parties here, 
concerts, all the whole nine yards. So we 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 did a lot of big stuff when we were here in Hawaii. Well, um, it was his artists at first. It was his artists at first. And so they moved out to L.A., which she in turn had opportunities to, you know, uh, 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 record with Dirty OGs, uh, with, you know, MC8, all those guys, uh, uh, Corrupt from Dog Pound, uh, Little Easy, uh, Cocaine, uh, all those guys. So she did tours and went on, you know, and so, well, my partner passed away. Oh, so inherently, inherently, uh, you know, I, I took over, uh, her management. So now what we're doing is, um, uh, since he passed away, we're back at ground zero again, but, mm-hmm. uh, everything is, is looking up right now. We, we, uh, Bruno Mars has a record company out here that, uh, a couple of the record executives are looking, you know, at her, uh, and, uh, we just recently did a show, uh, out here, uh, on stage at the, at the marketplace, which is a pretty, pretty big venue. Um, so, uh, we're just moving forward. We're just moving forward. I would like to thank Melanor Moore. She's my PR. She's my publicist. I'm telling you, she's the greatest publicist in the world. There you go. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. I love so, a good uh, shout out. Yeah. She's, she's, got, she's got so she, she's got so much pull, but I'm about to tell you a story. I'm about to tell you a story about Miss Melanor Moore. About out in her, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Melanie No More has been in the entertainment business since she was little. Her okay. father is the great Melvin Moore, uh, uh, Melvin Moore, uh, jazz great, uh, mm-hmm. Motown, uh, 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 instrumentalist. He 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 uh, recorded with a lot of Motown uh, uh, recording artists. So he he's great. Uh, okay. So she was raised up in 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 the entertainment business. So uh, she became a PR. And so uh, one day we were in L.A. for the Grammys. And so we're at uh, Malik Yusuf's spot. Um, He was with good music with with Kanye at the time. And so the thing about it is, is we decided uh, that we're going to leave that spot because Rihanna, Rihanna had a uh, a uh, uh, big party over across down. So we left there, went to Rihanna's party. Us, Darius. You know, all of us, we got to that spot, bro. And Miss Melano Moore walks up to it. Everybody's hugging her. Everybody's kissing her. We all walk straight in. A bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Bunch of nobody. So we all walk straight in. So we just thought we didn't think anything of it. We didn't think nothing of it. So I'd left my phone in the car mm-hmm. and our we had concierge service. So I went outside to go grab my phone. But so there's two lines, two lines with all the other people, which extends like five blocks down the other way. Okay. And then there's another line of like well-known entertainers. Mm. So as I'm walking to my car, I see <laughs> Big Sean, Gene Ico. <laughs> <laughs> I see the dude who used to who who played Biggie Smalls in, in the Biggie Smalls movie. Okay. And I, I see the cast of of New Edition. One of okay. them, Al J. Smith. Al J. Smith is my cousin. Love you, cuz. Hell yeah. You talking about the you talking about TV show? Huh? You talking about the TV what show? That? Wasn't, that, wasn't that a TV show they had? Yeah, yeah. It, it came. It, it was so. It was a. It was a basically a biopic of New Edition. Yeah. So all the cast, you know, Woody the Great, all those guys, they're all standing in line, right? So I go to my car. I get my phone. I come back. My cousin's like, "Hell, what's happening?" And I was like, Gus, what you doing in L.A.? The country. What you doing in L.A.? <laughs> he was like, man, we just out here for Grammy weekend trying to do because yeah. they performed along with New Edition on stage, which was cool. Very cool. Yes. So so we so they're standing in line and he's like, man, you going in? I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> and he's like, man, we've been standing out here for like 45 minutes. <laughs> he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, how long you been here? I was like, bro, we just walked up. Oh, wow. <laughs> he said, you went already? And I was like, yeah, my publicist knows everybody. So he was like, man, get me in, get me in. So I went in there and I talked to my publicist. I was like, man, my cousin is standing outside. You know, can you go? So she walks out and she grabs them at a line and we all just walk in. Bam. 
<laughs> so everybody's like, bro. So that's how much pull she has around the area. That's how that's much awesome. influence she has around, you know, LA itself. And you know, LA is a very expensive place. I haven't paid to get into any events for the last seven, eight years. Grammys, Oscars, Emmys. Uh, uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, you know, and all the associated events, the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, I've never. She just puts me on the RSVP list, and I just walk in and pretend like I'm somebody. Go to all the gifted <laughs> suites. You know, how rich people get free <laughs> you stuff don't all the time. Like you are somebody. If you're on the list to get into that shit somebody. for free, you are somebody. Well, see, that's yeah, what they I think. <laughs> that's what they think. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm gonna tell you what, bro. I was at Tyrese's house. For the Fast Furious Nine wrap up, Tyrese, get like, out of here! Really? You, That's bro. fucking cool. That's the fucking cool. got a whole hibachi grill and a Starbucks in his backyard, bro. Like, oh my fully god, staff. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's why I checked my lottery ticket today, so I can have that same thing. <laughs> He's got a life size bumblebee in his backyard. A life size bump? What? It- like like Bumblebee the Transformer or like Bumblebee a Bumblebee the Transformer, <laughs> yeah. yes, a life size Bumblebee the Transformer in his backyard and a small wow. amphitheater. So I, <laughs> hmm, I wonder if he's got some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that's wonder. the type of lifestyle I was, you know, uh, that you know, and then you go, uh, uh, you know, other places like Honolulu, where you know. You you tell them to RSVP you and they still want to charge you thirty five bucks to get in. Oh yeah. Well, everything <laughs> no, we you know that could be due to everything. I just you know I've actually never been to Hawaii, um, but uh, I believe uh, Ch- Chuck, you've been. Have you been to Hawaii? Yeah, I went. Yeah, I've been, so uh, I've never Hawaii one time. That's where I went to go in the uh, Oh okay, yeah. So that I I've never been there, but from what I hear is that generally everything there is expensive as shit. So it it doesn't surprise me that you're getting charged still for yeah. an, something like an RSVP. Yeah. Well, it, the, the the bottom line is though, um, Washington. Yeah. Washington State. If you can afford to live there, you can live here in Hawaii. Mm, okay. Washington State is expensive. Oh, like yeah. places like Woodby Island, you know, Bremerton, mainly where a lot of military bases are. You know, the, the city usually jacks prices up for military people because they oh, feel yeah. like they can afford it. So yeah. as I, I, you know, I was paying when I first got back here, I was paying like, you know, two grand a month for a two bedroom, two bath, mm-hmm. which everybody'd be like, bro, that's astronomical. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. But at the same time in Washington State for a two bedroom, two bath, I was paying twenty four hundred a month. Oh, yeah. No, there's some places yeah. um, that are just crazy. Exp- I know. I, I think the most expensive place in the United States is still San Francisco for living, at least. It is. Right here. It is. It is. Yeah. Because and if that you whole get Bay Wait, Area what? is crazy. Oh, yeah. If More you get BAH. LA. I thought LA was. Oh, yeah. It, if you get BAH, my buddy was getting BAH um, from San Francisco because his wife lived there. And that's like damn near uh, a little over four grand a month that be yeah yeah yep it is Which so is it's crazy that's crazy san francisco has the largest homeless population right now what the fuck who the fuck so is how, that? Wait, so how, oh, what the fuck i've been waiting on you man wait 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 wait, wait wait a second wait a second it's not september yet what the f- okay hold on i'm so sorry In ellen hold september. on i just gotta i gotta i gotta go ahead i gotta go ahead and uh introduce someone i guess a very surprise a big surprise we have here on this episode may i introduce i believe the boss the pimp the ceo the senior chief slightly special himself jimmy the shooter is that you what's up man what's up homie bro i've been listening into this podcast this whole time oh my god Goodness, what are you doing back already? Are you back? What's going on? Man, it's just crazy over here, man. I need a cousin like Elton, though. Okay, that uh, didn't really answer anything I just said, but all right. Hey, <laughs> hey, you don't need a cousin. You got a brother already. <laughs> doing that whole Navy <laughs> Chief, Navy Pride thing. They, oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> you know you got a brother over here, bro. 
man. Yeah, man. San Francisco's crazy, man. San Francisco like super homeless because everybody doing drugs. But the BAH is crazy. Jimmy, what the fuck? What are you doing here? <laughs> you're not even answering the question. I'm not letting you off the hook with this one. What are you doing here? I'm happy you're here, but what are you doing here? I mean, I'm part of the podcast. Yeah, but you said you're going to be gone for a bunch of weeks on an underway, and it's only been two weeks. <laughs> they, they got Wi-Fi. <laughs> got the, got, got the Wi-Fi. I wish we had Wi-Fi, man. That's a whole new world. Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So how 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 are you home early? I can't disclose this information, bro. That's why I'm so under aggressively bypassing it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. I'm All right. trying well, to then talk I'll about ask drugs you. in San Francisco yeah. and celebrities, well, Emmys, and VIP we'll get back lines. to that in a second. Then, but I want to ask you this: Then, did you hear our song for you? What did you hear our <laughs> song for you? No, was that at the beginning? That was the first episode you left. Go back after this episode and listen to Come Sail Away. That was about two episodes ago. Me, Chuck, and Stephanie, we sang a song for you because we thought you'd be gone for a long time. So, Oh, man. That's, that's love. Yeah, so go listen to that. But any, anyway, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for showing up. Um, and uh, you it's, know, an it's an honor having Jimmy back. All right. I, I guess Jimmy's back. So that's hell yeah. Um, but going back to Elton, of course, I wanted to ask you about um, the management of uh, of different people. Um, I wanted to ask, I, of course, you know, don't, of course, you're not going to talk shit about anyone you manage. I don't want that at all. But I want to ask, like, is it as stressful as it, it seems in the media? Like, you'll see people managing in, in movies or TV, and I just, like, they always seem super fucking stressed out, even if they're best friends with who they're working with it just seems like almost like a stressful job it's a rewarding job but also a stressful mm-hmm. one so i wonder is is that is that how you feel sometimes i can tell you what the stress does not come from the business portion of it okay what does it come the stress from? comes from the individual that you represent mm-hmm. and yes. have you ever seen a, a a real crazy episode of bridezilla that's how, how <laughs> some of these clients are bro you be want to <laughs> knock them out oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and, That's and, and they great. get real crazy because some of them, uh, uh, just an example, there was a guy who had a, a small name. I guess he was on a, a, a cipher with BET. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know how they had the BET cipher. They do it all, you know, right before the BET uh, 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 award show. They always have yeah. that cipher where they have yeah. different rappers coming and do, do, do the cipher, right? So yeah, he was on he was on there along with you know s- three other well known rappers right so okay. uh, I picked him up so it, we had to rebrand and do a lot of stuff now people don't really know his name because we had to rebrand the the company he was with uh, didn't want to uh, let go of his name so mm-hmm. they owned his name they owned his you know but so we rebranded started coming back out so we got to the point where. Uh, 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 I, I hooked them up with some producers. We shot a, a, a video, a music video, and uh, all of these things. He's coming back up. We have him down in L.A. Um, doing shows, uh, making appearances, stuff like that. His first single comes out. Okay. Right? And he looks at me and tells me, bro, I need to start getting $10,000 a show and I need to start doing this. And doing that. Oh my God. And I was like, no. oh, hold up, homie. Hell no. <laughs> Where's my well, we ten, ten, $10 a show. So <laughs> he was, real that, hyped. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, he was real hype on himself. Bro, there's people who've been in this business for years. I can bring the whole group of the Dale Phonics out here for seven grand to do a show. Yeah. You know, and they've been putting it down since the 60s. So you're not gonna tell me that you got one single out <laughs> and all of a sudden you're worth ten thousand dollars a show. Bro, <laughs> you need to stop that right now. You need to was it so it's it's what was Go it ahead. like a uh haggle thing almost where it's like, all right, I want 10 grand. You're like, all right, best I could do is ten dollars. Then they're like, all right, five thousand. You're like, again, ten dollars. Oh. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, it was more like you, you remember a uh, uh dollar bill. Yes, you rip a dollar bill off of, off of 
<laughs> when he looked at Jamie Foxx, who like, fool, who you think you is? DJ Quick. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you don't get out my face, it's gonna be trouble, trouble. <laughs> when you say when you say you rebranded, what all what all goes into rebranding an artist? Like you, so, do you guys really control the image or like what they can and can't put out on social media? Yes. Stuff like that? Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's because you want to disassociate yourself from the former you. So in essence, I don't care if, if, if it, so Prince did it, right? Prince went from Prince to the artist formerly known. So he rebranded mm-hmm. because the record company owned his name and owned his music. So what he had to do was cut off that, give the record company the Prince name and came back out as the artist formerly known. So what does that look like? So that looks like basically I'm starting over from the beginning. Now I got to try to figure out how to bring over my audience without offending the record company. Okay. So you use that with images, right? Use that with images. You do marketing, you, you sit out, uh, uh, um, you do press release, letting everybody know that you're no longer that individual. Okay. And uh, and so that, that just comes a lot with it. That way, people can. And so, while we're in the process of doing that, and, and again, the only major thing he's ever done was that cipher. So that's literally the first time nationally people had a chance to look at him. And if you're, and then when we took over, it was like two years later because you know trying to get get him out of his contract, all of this other him personally, not his name, him personally, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so. Uh, two years later. So, you know, people has short attention spans. Think about all the rappers that have came out right before COVID that she don't even know anymore. <laughs> you mean the dude that sings Whip Nene? I didn't even know that Joker was in prison. What? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. What? wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Hold on now. He's- does he still get money while he's in prison though? Because that's always you always get your residual checks, bro. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you what the thing about residual checks. Trust me, I know. With with TV shows and acting, every episode your money gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you didn't have the major role in it or or anything, you you just it just gets smaller and smaller. And the less people buy, you know, who? When's the last time you've been somewhere and heard that song? Wow. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, man's yesterday. Out. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Oh, he said yesterday. Those people are stuck Walgreens. in the past. <laughs> <laughs> they watch me with Walgreens, Now watch me Walgreens. Wasn't there like an actress? I don't do my man like that, bro. Do my man like that. Yeah, man, I heard a song at Walgreens, homie. <laughs> hey, that was an actress, man. She was from Disney. She was talking about shit. that. The way, you know, Kenny G used to be on Walgreens all the time. Now they die with the name. I'm sorry. Uh, Jimmy, you were saying something. I said there was an actress, man. She was on Disney. She was talking about that. How if you Zendaya? don't have like the lead role, yeah, is that her name? You don't have like the lead role in the actual show, or you're not the one that's like the star of the show, like the cast, man. They gotta pay for their own way a lot of the time. Like they gotta buy bro, you know what I'm saying? They buy, so they gotta house themselves just to get a little little bitty cut of the check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but do do you know? Do you know? And this brings me to my next subject, and I got to be sensitive. And touchy okay. when I say this oh, because boy. I'm a part of I'm a part of the union SAG after. Oh yeah, so, we were gonna. Uh, you know, are you? Are, I'm I'm so sorry. I hate to cut you off. I we were yeah, yeah. definitely going to discuss that, and I know that's a big subject going on right now. So I figured there would probably be a lot of time we wanted to cover with that. So would you mind please actually waiting because we wanted to do a segment real quick. Okay, before okay. Before we get into that subject, because I know that okay, there's gonna yeah, be a lot yeah. to discuss, I, I, of course. I got a game plan now. All right. So if anybody at any time gets in trouble on the podcast, let's say the podcast itself gets in trouble. All we got to do is Merms, you can just call yourself Christian Murmur, the formerly known host of the Great Morning Podcast. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> hosting the formerly known show, Great Morning, yeah. the podcast. By the way, I am quitting. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Um, okay. Yes, we will play that game. That is an awesome game. Um, but I wanted to ask, um, before we, of course, get into the union and the strike, of course, um, Jimmy, do you do you think it's time? 
think it's time, God. All right. Chuck, do you think it's time? Yeah, dog. I think it's motherfucking time. I also believe it is motherfucking time, but I want to ask one quick question to Jimmy, of course, before we go into what oh, it is time for. Jimmy, do you do you happen to have, I don't know where you are, do you have uh, are that? We read. You know what I'm talking about. You have it? All right, fantastic. Well, then, uh, Ellen, I believe it is time that we do one of our possibly favorite segments we like to do here at Great Morning, and that is, right. of course, the word of the day. Word. 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 Word of the day. Oh, so. How the word of the day works, Ellen, I will explain it to you. Um, Jimmy just turned on his screen, so he will uh, show you here in a second. Um, what we use for the word of the day is this very, very, very old dictionary that if you can see Jimmy's screen right now, I don't know. I know you're on your phone, so it might be different. Jimmy, could you could you talk so he can see your screen? Yeah. Oh, Mike man. That, what's that? The, the Bible? Oh, that's that's a, yeah. So it is a very old, very old dictionary. That's uh, Webster's the... dictionary that's been in Jimmy's family for thousands and thousands of years. It's been passed down all the way to Jimmy now. And we like to call it the big old dick. So what Jimmy likes to do is he opens that big old dick up and he puts his finger randomly down on it and he lifts his finger up and whatever his finger landed on will be our word of the day. Then our guest, which of course is you today, We'll have to use that word in a sentence. And of course, before you use that word in a sentence, Jimmy will give you the definition. If it's an archaic word, I will give a modern day definition. And of course, Jimmy will spell it for you. And at the end of the season, what we do here at Great Morning is we rate all of our guests' sentences, word of the day sentences, and make a top 10 list of them. And if you make the first place, you get a special prize. What we grade the sentence on of course, is how funny the sentence was, how creative the sentence was, and of course, if you use the word correctly. So, now that I explained all of that, Elton, do you understand the rules of the word of the day? I do understand the hell word yes. of the day. Of course. Hell yeah. Well, then, Jimmy, please take it away. All right, E, so what I'm going to do, can you see the screen? Just so you know, I'm not cheating. All right, so I'm going to flip randomly. I ain't going to look, because I've been flipping all my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> flip it. I'm just been flipping out here. So I'm going to flip to a random page and then I'm going to throw my finger down like right here. Bang, and bang. Yo, wow. Your word is old maid. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Old maid. Old maid. Is that, is that spelled old, how I think it's spelled? <laughs> it's two. Yeah. Old maid. O-L-D wow. That, that is space. M-A-I-D. That is like, so I got to come up with a sentence using old maid. But the definition is. A fussy, nervous, timid person. Okay. That's a interesting. Simple, okay. A simple game or a simple game of cards played by matching them. No. Or the lap oh, yeah. the tobacco box skate. Or a bot, the red periwinkle. So which uh man, they Jimmy, got like we, five over here. Though. Yeah, but Jimmy, we've 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 been down this route before. You if there's many definitions for one word, you choose which one you want it to be. I'm going to go with a, a fussy, nervous time person. Yeah. So what's interesting. So I looked up the modern day definition of this term. So the card game one also came up. That's interesting that it's still in there. But the first one that came up, it comes up as a warning now on Google as a derogatory word. It's apparently an old derogatory statement. And what it sounds like it means is what it's saying here is a single woman regarded as too old for marriage. Oh An old God. maid. That ain't derogatory. That's a real thing. <laughs> so, powdery ass. Hey, Chuck, if that's a real thing, go in there and call your, your girl an old maid. <laughs> yeah, See how real it is. That's derogatory. I am. I am. You <laughs> old maid. Go ahead and fix my food. <laughs> old maid. Podcast over with. <laughs> yeah. So, what Ellen, happened to when... Chuck? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, he's yeah, about to do go. it too. You about to do it? Hold up, Let, I want to see Chuck podcast. do this right live. Chuck, are no, you look, about he to do already, that right now? No, he already walked outside. He's like, I can't, I can't even be inside thinking about doing that. Bro, <laughs> I ain't gonna go outside. Our old maid to her face, bro. He's, no he's already in the doghouse just no thinking about it. No, I ain't oh no bitch, bro. I think you a bitch, bro. I don't think you do. Okay, <laughs> Chuck, that do it, what was the question? So now you have to use. I want to see the, Chuck do that live, bro. <laughs> you have to use "old maid" in a, a new... sentence. Okay. Oh gosh, old maid. Mm-hmm. Old maid. Old maid. Old maid. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, I. 
that's a that's a hard one. It's hard to be clever with that one because it's two words. It's not one word. It's, it's I know it's you just it, told me what to do. That's you just the told me what to do. That's the uh, that's the problem with the word of the day is we put all our guests on the spot. You got to do it. It's okay. Wow. All of them get put on the spot. But okay. Your feeling is okay. What many guests before you have felt before. We're, we're in your corner. Uh, we're in your corner over here. All right. We got you. Uh, I guess uh, I don't even know, man. Like, oh. go with your gut. Go with my gut. Sometimes when you think about go. it too much, it's it's it, it it's not. It doesn't yeah, always turn it does. out great. You just don't uh, want to hurt nobody's feelings. My, my sense of the other day is, I bet you a Chuck going there and call his wife old maid, she gonna knock him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, there you go. All right, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, thank you, of course, for joining us in the word of the day. You know, all our guests have to uh, either you know happily do it or suffer through it, whichever you know they want to say. I'm, um, I'm doing no Instagram live. Yeah, oh, I will be viewing that. I will be viewing that. Um, but thank you so much, Elton, for doing that. But anyway, I'm sorry that you know we cut in to do that. We we always like to do that here at Great Morning, um, and especially with new guests, yeah, yeah. And, uh, guests for the first time the season. So yes, we will let you know closer to November where and if anyone you or anyone else has made it onto the top 10 list. But anyway, now that that is done, I'll in please. I know you wanted to explain. So before you get into it, actually, I know it's big news right now, yeah. the whole strike. But yeah. just in case the listeners, any of our listeners out there are like, what the heck are they talking about? Would you mind explaining the strike first and then telling us your role in it as well? So here, here's the bottom line of the strike is most actors, most okay. actors, unless you have a main, main, main role and you've been a leading actor for a while, you don't make a lot of money. People automatically assume that actors are rich. I know somebody who's a childhood star that has uh, been in the industry for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, basically doesn't even have pots and pans in his kitchen. So that yeah. that's that's kind of where everybody's at, right? In in the whole industry. So, but these production companies that take on the production and make all the money, uh, they make billions of dollars a year, billions upon billions. Think about uh, we're gonna just use the Little Mermaid. Or okay. the Barbie show or or Black Panther. Remember Black Panther made like a, a billion dollars in a weekend and yeah. when you think about your 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 top people in that show like you know uh, uh um you know the 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 lead role person he may have pocketed now out of a billion dollars he may have pocketed um maybe about 30 40 grand of that i mean mil 34 uh, million dollars of that that's a lot of money everybody Damn. else where is the money everybody at? Else, where the money at <laughs> yeah yeah, everybody else is up under that, right? Yeah. So, and then you don't have health insurance. You don't have dental insurance. Now you start to think about the people who are working at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. Okay. Right. <laughs> As a waiter or a waitress, <laughs> right? That have gone to LA in pursuit of this dream. Now they have a bunch of small roles but they're still living in poverty, mm. right? They're still living in poverty because actors are making a, it's kind of like, I always say this. So, so this is exactly what it's like. And I'm, I'm just to make this analogy. You know how like <clears throat> certain places, California decided they were going to start paying student athletes to be, to be, uh, uh, you know, to play sports. Right. Yeah. So they just decided to do that. <clears throat> you know, the reason why, cause I played, I played sports, bro. They don't want you to have a job. You can't have a job because they want you to concentrate on sports. Oh yeah, right. Of course. If you're poor and, and broke, if you're poor and broke, uh, the problem is you can go to that same mall, and if you're a good athlete, you can see your jersey for sale. You can look up in the stands, and people are buying your jersey because they feel like they want to be associated with you. They buy your jersey, and you know how much money that you uh, that money you get zero. <laughs> so you've made you've made uh uh your your school rich 
off of your your number, your likeness, your everything, but you cannot utilize that money. But you risk getting hurt, uh, a season ender. You know, like what happened to me. I got hurt, and they gave me two weeks to find other, you know, financial support. So now, when you when you translate that to actors, you you see what I'm saying? Uh, All those lower actors, basically, the production companies are pimping actors to get money and not not paying them their just due. And that's what why we're striking, and that's why we we it's in our best interest to make it tough for them. Uh, uh, so, um, we can be able to just make a livable wage and, and oh, get yeah. basic, basic benefits, you know, like healthcare, dental vision, stuff like that, which we don't have. Everybody cannot assume that I'm making Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio money. Yeah. And that's what the strike is for. And that's why we support the strike, you know, uh, with, with, with everything that we have. Well, how do you Hell feel yeah. about how do you feel about the social media people? Because you have people that spend a lot of time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, trying to perfect the craft. Then they go, they sign a big deal. Now they're working for a production company. They own a movie. Their face is on the big screen. People think they made it. But then you get somebody who's on TikTok and then they make a 15 second clip. It goes viral. Everybody's in demand. And then they start getting sponsors. And then they start getting paid a lot, like millions. Well, so TikTok, social media is like the new platform. If, if you notice, down through the years, right? Uh, um, you have to be able to uh, move with the times. Technology doesn't stand still for anybody. Um, so, like, uh, even when we talk about uh, how did we get to where Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all of those became a thing, right? How did how did we get there? Is because now. Society says convenience is what we look for in every facet of life. Mm. Convenience. So uh, while we're holding our phones, just like we're doing now, uh, I can look at a movie on the go. I can look at uh, uh, other people uh, entertain me on the go. That's where we're at in society right now. You know, uh, AMC theaters, uh, there's only a couple left in the United States. Because brick and mortar buildings are becoming obsolete just because everybody uh, conveniently is on their phone. So TikTok stars, yes, can make a whole lot of money in a small amount of time. But at the same token, uh, there's an algorithm and uh, they have to pull in uh, a team to help them reach that level. You know, you're just not going to, you can start at a certain level, but at a certain time you need broad coverage. You need the bots to start working for you. You need, so how do you get to that point? So, uh, everybody cannot be a TikTok star, just like everybody can't be an actor or actress, you know, no. uh, either you identify with the public or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. So I don't yes. know if that even answered your question. No, yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> so, does. And I know, um, you know, I, I had been thinking about, and I, I know I'm not the only person, um, but many people were, were able to see, especially it started, it started a little before COVID, of course, but like, especially during the COVID uh, season, the era of COVID, we could say, um, when it became, everything started going streaming wise because everyone was stuck at home. No one's going to the theater. Theaters are closed down unless they, they did that weird thing where like, oh, you can rent a theater yourself and be like you and your mom are the only one in there, whoever the fuck you wanted to bring, right? Watch a movie. But everything streaming wise, they realized was easier to make, produce, uh, just get done. They can stay within their boundaries. You don't have to travel to get certain shots done. You could do it all within yeah. the same building, have certain people come in that day. So you only have to deal with like five people that day, five people this day. So for the companies, of course, it was way easier on them to be like, you know what? We're still going to do a bunch of movies, but we're just going to release them on Hulu, Disney Plus, uh, HBO Max or whatever the fuck it was. No one's going to the theater to see you up there on the big screen. No one's going to pay to get the popcorn, the soda. No, they're all home. So we're going to do this. It's way fucking easier for us. But it's not, of course, on the employees, the actors, the writers. You know, it's it's not as easy for them. They're not getting paid as much because it's cheaper already. And if it's cheaper for them, they're not going to pay as much. So I. I saw that 
during COVID. And again, I know I'm not the only person. I know a lot of people saw it. And the big thing that came up was like, if they're still making a shit ton of money doing it this way, which is much easier for them, why would they stop? What what's the reason for them to stop? And the reason now, of course, is this strike is like, all right, well, we're not, we're just not going to work then. So you either got to pay us yeah, yeah. what we're yeah, due, yeah. or we're you're you're not making anything. <laughs> you're not making that Loki TV show anymore. <laughs> like you know, like and, Deadpool. And that's, that's true. What were you going to say, Chuck? I was going to say, is it is it all just to boost up the percentage? Go from ten percent to twenty percent. It, they're definitely making more money from because they don't have to spend as much money on you got to think about how a movie look at uh let me think of a movie L- look at like mission impossible like obviously they spent their time they went to location for that movie you know it's a little after the covid era so they're doing and tom Cruise, you know tom Cruise's producer so he likes going to all those areas to shoot but like if that was during covid if tom cruise was all of a sudden like you know what fuck it let's film it during covid they could do that shit just in front of a green screen Instead of like, because you got to think, how much money does it take for a production company, say like Paramount, to pay everyone they need? Talking about from the actors to the supporting actors to the writers to the producers, the executive producers, people with the cameras, people with the microphones, every people who serve you coffee. They got to pay for all those people like, okay, because we're going to film a 30 minute scene in Italy. So we got to fly every motherfucker to Italy. And put them in housing or, you know, in condos or whatever they got there. And then we got to film in Italy. What if somebody gets sick in Italy? And now we got to wait two weeks until they're better. And then they can film in Italy. You know, they got to pay for that shit. So what's easier for them? Either let's not go to location and film and just stay here in front of a green screen. Or we go there and pay all this money. Of course, they're going to choose the green screen. Of course, they're going to choose the streaming rights. It's way they make way more money. Isn't that a marvel? They do everything in green. Oh, yeah. Now they do. They used to be better with that. But yeah, now they do. So anyway, going back to the strike. But that's what it's about is like, dude, we're not you're paying us less because it costs less for you to make. That's the that's that's how it is. Money rolls down. Yeah. Technology. And that's that it goes back to the technology thing. Uh, Technology is a big ordeal because now you really don't have to go out and pay five million dollars for an explosion on a tree line. Yeah. But like you said, when you have uh, a green screen and, and, and all of that other stuff, you can just and, you know, you can superimpose that scene on on the on the big screen. So. So, yeah, they uh, they have a lot of money, even oh, yeah. if even if so when, when we're shooting Tears of the Sun, they they uh, flew a lot of people who actually were involved in a Rwanda genocide. Yes. You know, people who had cut off limbs and no legs and faces all half mutilated. And so they paid for hundreds and hundreds of those people to come out and they had to feed them, put them in hotels, do all this other stuff. Do you know, it still was only a drop in a bucket on how much that production company had to pay versus how much they made. Oh yeah. Of course. Still only a (laughs) drop in a bucket. So at the end of the day, we all work for the production company. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we, we all work for the production company. So that's why, you know, they hire all the people to film and all the people direct. They own that asset and they put it out. That's why they're willing to, to, to give you, you know, a 50 million dollar budget or a hundred million dollar budget for a major motion film, because they know they're going to make 10, 15 times that. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. your budget, it, your budget has. All of these things are fixed in it already. How much is going to cost to get people paying per diem, transportation, all this, all that your budget, you know, you have to make it work while basically, you know, they've made that back and more. Oh, you know, yeah. so that that's where the big, big divide is in. That's that's where, you know, we want to be able to live and, and do this without really, you know, having to, you know, this is the job for us. It's a job mm-hmm. for us. So we want to be able to do that and, and not have to worry about getting another part-time job just so I can pay for health insurance, dental insurance, exactly. you know, stuff like that. Because And some of that yeah, stuff is those. easily paid for. That could be easily paid for from the production company. Look at, let, let's pick a movie. Look at the new Avatar, Avatar 2, The Way of Water that came out like last year, right? That movie costs like, I think close to like 
250 300 million dollars to make which is a shit ton of money of course like that's more money than you know of course i have you know 300 million but it costs the production company about let's say 300 million to make that fucking movie that movie made back two billion dollars at the fucking box office two billion dollars all right that money can go a little more to someone who's right in the movie like you know that it's like you know it's you're making a shit ton of money with some of this i understand if yeah, it's yeah. some fucking indie film where the director himself is probably making ten dollars every year or something you know everyone's working on a low budget thing and you're trying to produce your art which you know it tends to actually make better movies because everyone you know takes their time and pours their heart into it you know it's not always about the money it's about getting out there but like you look at that and you understand why, like, okay, listen, I can't afford for you to have dental care because I don't even have fucking dental care. <laughs> like, you know, that's understandable. But like Paramount, you know, MGM, like, you know, the, you know, fucking Disney, 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 Disney owns yeah. Star Wars, Marvel. Like, really? Like, you? Come on, can I? Have, can, can you fix my teeth? <laughs> like, come on. And the Disney brand. Think about the Disney brand has been. in. In, in for over a hundred years, bro. Oh yeah, like, Mickey Mouse. You know all the 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 Cinderella franchise, the the Snow White franchise, all these franchises that have come out of Disney. Period. You oh know? yeah. Uh, and so that's they they've made a lot of money, and so we're just saying because there's not a lot of when you look at how many actors there are in in America alone. There's really not a lot of actors, bro. Like we're a small, 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 small portion of 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 you know the workforce, you know. And it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that hard. It should not it's, be that hard. It's when extremely about, difficult. Yeah, maybe a million actors that are that are part of SAG and AFTRA. And I'm I'm even talking about the guys who have made their careers being back background and 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 stand-ins and and stuff like that. You know, those are the guys who suffer, but they are very important parts of the movie. You know, oh, yeah. without extras, without a, you're not going to have a production. You, you're just mm-hmm. not. And those people bring your vision to life. You know, oh, yeah. I can act all I want to. But if I don't have the backgrounds, people in place making the scene come to life, guess what? bro? I, you know, so we're even fighting for them. You oh, know, yeah. they are yeah, they are very, 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 very important to any production. Oh, yeah. Any, you gotta think just even like a cinematographer. People forget how much fucking work a cinematographer does. They got to find all those. Yeah. They got to find the right background. If you're shooting outside, the director can all of a sudden come out and be like, nah, see, we need clouds for this scene. And it's like, OK, but there's no clouds in the sky. All right. We're not fucking shooting today. God damn it. All right. We'll try again tomorrow. That's Hopefully there's some do. fucking clouds. Yeah. People oh, I think yeah. have to work oh, for this shit. shit. Yeah, look, Bro, if you ever saw The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, they talk about Howard Hughes, who was a filmmaker back in the 30s and 40s. Howard Hughes, he yep. put fucking budget on hold for uh, Hell's Angels, you know, the movie about the uh, World War One airplanes. He put the filming on hold for almost four months to find the perfect day to film the planes in the sky because he wanted clouds because they kept filming without clouds in the background. And it did end up looking better because it's like, you can't tell how fast these airplanes are going. If there's nothing in the background, there's just a blue sky. So really it yeah, almost yeah. felt like the airplanes were in place. So he's like, waited, put uh, everyone uh, on hold for four months until they had clouds to film the background. I, 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 I tell you what, that's a real thing. That is a oh, real yeah. thing. We, we, oh, we yeah. took a shot that should have t- taken us three hours to shoot in total. Oh yeah. And we extended it literally for three days. and and it was just because here in hawaii all of a sudden it's sunshine and all of a sudden it's cloudy Mm -hmm. sunshine cloudy sunshine so literally we had to like we're waiting okay cut waiting for the cloud to go by (laughs) okay hurry (laughs) for the next cloud let's hurry everybody everybody (laughs) hurry we see another one in the distance it's coming (laughs) (laughs) for three days bro like it was horrible Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why they a lot of so especially in the 50s, like when Hollywood land was big, like when they're moving to Hollywood, they went to L.A. because it was almost like 90 percent of the time, at least sunny outside when they can film. So you look at those old black and white movies and they're like, we need rain, though, for this scene. And you can totally tell watching those old movies now because they just wouldn't rain in L.A. because it was sunny 90 percent of the time. 
There's like guys up on the roofs with hoses, like putting fucking water down. Yeah. You can tell it's not real rain. You're like, oh shit. Like they had to fucking do it like that. Yeah. And then they got these big giant blockers. They got these big giant blockers where people are holding them for like from there to there, but they're holding them on ladders above everybody. Yep. <laughs> oh my try God. To keep them. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, fuck. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I've had yeah, to do they, that before. And people get paid for that. There's someone that guy got paid, whoever that was like, watch, uh, they were singing in the rain there. I don't know the guy's name, but some guy had to get paid to be like, all right, dude, you're going to go on the top of this building with a hose and they can make it rain on these motherfuckers. Like, all right, you you get paid. It does. It's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's a crazy strike that's happening. And I, uh, I'm very interested to see more that's happening because I know big, Big fucking name people are striking as well. I just saw Brian Cranston out there. Fucking Ryan Reynolds shut down production for Deadpool 3 just so they could yes, strike. Like it's all like a lot of people are coming uh, forward with this. So I'm I'm very interested to see what the outcome is because obviously it's going to have to end with them re redoing some contracts here. Like it's got it, there's got to be because they got to make money. Oh, yeah. The production companies aren't making money. So, like, they got to make some money. So, they're going to be like, fuck. Man, and here's, here's the sad part about it. They can, they can, they can kind of wait us out right now because yes. they've got material. Now, when what we want to do is cause a gap in material. So, once you cause a gap in, so the writers themselves, and it's already starting to affect TV, right? Because now you have the night shows and all the, the 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 TV shows because I do a lot of TV shows out here. Like uh, they just had to cancel the production company had to cancel Magnum PI, which I'm kind of bummed about because yeah. <laughs> I had the role. I was the U.S. Marshal on Magnum PI. Oh so, hell yeah! So so they they just had to cancel it because the writers went on strike, you know, and now the actors went. So they had to cancel it. Uh, here in Hawaii, we have Hawaii Five O and NCIS mm-hmm. Hawaii. Which, you know, I also, so they're on hold. So how long is it before they have to cancel those shows? You know what I mean? So TV is going to fill it first, then major motion film. Uh, but once, you know, TV starts to fill it, it filters over, you know, and that's, that's, that's the gap where we're trying to create that. Okay. Now we got to come to the negotiating table before the money dries up. Because you got to think about it, those guys live very lavish lifestyles. Those executives want for nothing. You know, uh, they do crazy stuff like buy a fleet, a fleet of airplanes. Yep. <laughs> when I can't even barely afford to uh, ride the, the, the Metro bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the, you know, there, it's got it. There's got to be a negotiation. I, I hope soon. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're, there's getting big names out there that are striking with you. So I think it looks like it, hopefully in the future soon it's going to go more positively. But, yes, at Great Morning, yeah. we will definitely be looking at this more and more as it gets along. Of course, you know, it's a huge news right now. But um, unfortunately, Elton, uh, you know, I know we we got really into it. It doesn't even feel like it, but it has been that time. You know, we're at that unfortunate, sad, 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 sad time where we got to we got to wrap the podcast up now. So All what right, we're going to do, do Elton. What we're going to do is we're going to go around the computer screen. I'm going to ask Chuck to give his last minute plugs. I'll give my last minute plugs. And then, of course, Elton, as our honored guest, you will go last, but definitely not least, and give your last minute plugs to the listeners. So, Chuck, my friend, do you have any last minute plugs for listeners? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, share this link. Oh, God. You know, share this link. This awesome episode. Yo, man. So much going on. Mm-hmm. Everybody that follows, keep following. Share the, share the links and buy some merch, man. Buy our shirts. I'm sure it's offended and nice. So the guys. Yes, please. And all the proceeds go back to us because we don't make any money. <laughs> yeah, we're we we're on gas, strike as well. Money, I need yeah. I need to get to the studio. <laughs> so hey. Um, yes, thank you so much, Chuck. I want to say also, I know uh Jimmy just left us a message. He uh he had to dip. Um, I know we're we're recording a little later than we usually do today, but that's fine. So shout out to Jimmy actually for making a surprise appearance on this episode. We were expecting him not to be back until September. So it was great to hear from him as always. Um, my last minute plugs before we get into our honored guests are, of course, you can follow uh, Great Morning underscore the podcast on Instagram. That is our Instagram podcast page where you will find all your information about new guests, new episodes, new specials, all that coming out. So go follow that. 
You can follow Topaz Kin. You can follow You Love Steph. You can follow Slightly Special with two L's at the end. You can follow Trip God Jimmy. That's T-R-Y-P-G-O-D-J-I-M-I on Instagram as well. You can shop for your merchandise at shopgreatmorning.com. Again, that is shopgreatmorning.com. And of course, on whatever podcast app you listen to us on, we're on all of them. So whether it be Apple podcast spotify you know just a general podcast app youtube whatever give us that five star rating that thumbs up leave us a comment we love reading that stuff so please go ahead and uh take the time to do that as well anyway that is the end of my last minute plugs now moving on to our honored guest elton it's been an honor speaking with you today this was a great episode um we we love hearing from you and we hope we can have you back on a future episode as well but please now is your time to give everything you know where can people follow you where can people look up stuff about you what are you up to Give it all now, please. But, but, well, so, so, so it's easy. Uh, I use my name in a lot of stuff. So, uh, my Instagram is uh, Elton uh, Garner uh, on Instagram. You can follow me there. Uh, you can Google my name, Elton C. Garner Jr. Uh, you <laughs> so you you you'll find a lot of information about me there. Uh, I just want to give shout outs to you guys uh, uh, and all the vets around the world. Bro, I can tell you, we know what you go through and we love you. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're here to support any time you can. So anytime we can. So uh, uh, my military people, uh, especially my military people, like I said, reach out to me via Instagram. Uh, look me up on Google. Everything is there. Uh, I do have opened up my new media company, Bolsa Media. Uh, we're going to start doing big things out of there. So. Um, I just like to just thank everybody. Chuck, great seeing you again, bro. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to you, uh, uh, your Instagram post where you're going to run in there and call your wife an old maid to uh, face. <laughs> All right? I'm, I'm doing so, it. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Bro, well, thank you guys, and I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Of course. It was an oh, honor. Man, thank man. you for, for coming. coming yeah, of course. Thank you, and uh, we hope to have you on again. But anyway, guys, that was our episode. Great morning. Great morning. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning.